The Hope FM Breakfast Show, brought to you by Creative Dental Clinic Budapest. Get the dental health you and your mouth deserve. Visit creativedental.eu. That's creative, starting with a K and ending with a V, dentalclinic.eu. Well, this is You Can Care Week, and my very special guest, uh, Esther, is certainly doing that. She works for an organisation called Help and Care. Welcome, Esther. Thank you. Well, before you tell us all about this exciting stuff that you do and your particular project, which has got a fabulous name, Hope, uh, let's talk about Help and Care. Uh, What sort of an organisation is it? So, um, Help and Care, we've been a charity that's, um, we've been around this local area, around Dorset, for, for a number of years. Um, and we've been very much at the forefront of, of supporting um, people with whatever the needs are, really. Um, and we work now alongside the GP surgeries across Dorset for our social prescribing. Um, we also have um, dementia coordinators in our team um, and some health watch as well. But we're very much about supporting people um, with their non-clinical needs um, across, across the whole of Dorset. Now, we're going to be talking about a little thing called social prescribing and so on. And you mentioned sort of doctors and so on. Are you getting lots of referrals from people in the medical profession? Yes, absolutely. This is where most of our referrals come from is through the medical profession. So a number of people will go to their GP for a medical problem or to go and see the nurse or, you know, something clinical. But often that is tied in with social, emotional needs that a person is also dealing with at that time. Um, So we're very much there for those needs to support them with that side. So how did you come to get involved? with all this sort of, uh, of work are you fairly new to help and care or? Um, I've been with help and care um, two and a half years um, I was a health and well-being coach for two years before switching over to my current role with the hope program um, I think when I when I saw the kind of work that they do it just it really much fits with my values and what I want to do which is really about enabling supporting people to live the best life that they can live and and to be really empowering people and, and this is exactly the kind of work we're doing we're about empowering people to live the best life um, with, with whatever it is that they've got going on and everything else and of course, you know, the whole COVID thing would have been a f- huge challenge because we know that so many people were completely isolated during that period. Was that a difficult time for you and your colleagues in help and care? Yeah, very much so. So pre-COVID, we used to meet people face-to-face in the GP surgeries as our main point of contact. Um, and obviously over COVID, that really changed. So actually the way we work now is we, we still meet some people face-to-face, but we also do a lot of things um, with just over the telephone with people. Um, a lot of people also work from home. Um, so it's really changed the dynamics of what we're doing. But also in terms of the kind of things that are coming through to us, um, we're very much dealing with a lot more isolation for people that have still struggled through. They got through COVID, but are still really struggling now perhaps with their mental health perhaps with social isolation um, and that is the, the ripples that Covid created really so um, we're dealing with all that as well. Now of, of those referrals you know what type of cases tend to dominate you know the, the sorts of issues you mentioned you mentioned isolation and mental health and there and so on are, are they the dominant ones that that come your way? Um, yes there's some of the main ones but often we support people with long-term health conditions um, so um, conditions that they'll be living with every day so for example a fibromyalgia um, um, those kind of long-term health conditions but actually we also sometimes work with people that just need some support um, we might have people coming through the door that are just stuck in the road uh, about where their life is and, and they know just things aren't quite right so they can come through to us as well so um, it's not always necessarily with a label that you can actually identify um, it just sometimes just people need a little bit of help but well, we all do need a little bit of a, a leg up don't we? I mean uh, we played lean on me a bit earlier on but actually we all need a, a load of encouragement we certainly need social 
social interaction, don't we? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. And actually, the, the, the role that our staff play as well is just having somebody to talk to that is independent, um, that's non-judgmental, um, can just do the world a good for people, that they have that time and that space, they feel listened to, um, that they feel that they've actually, what's going on for them is it's actually real and they can actually really discuss it. So everybody needs that help sometimes. Now, obviously, you're, we're going to be talking about social prescribing, um, but what about self uh, sort of referral and so on? Can can if somebody listen to you right now and say, do you know what I could do with with talking to Esther and, and some of her colleagues? I mean, can can people come direct to you? Absolutely, yes. We um, had take referrals through our website, or people can just phone up our SPOA team um, and just just talk to them about what they need, um, and then they'll be redirected to the right person from there. Well, tell us something about because obviously you you. Within the team, you, you head up a program called HOPE. What, what does HOPE stand for in this case? Um, so HOPE stands in this case, Help Overcoming Problems Effectively. Um, it's a six-week program that we are rolling out across Dorset. Um, and it's about it's that self-management program where we're supporting people to go through a course where they can learn all sorts of skills that um, really enable them to deal with all sorts of problems that are going on in their life. Um, we do this face-to-face um, across Dorset. It's, it's still fairly new for us we've um we've rolled out about five courses in the last six months um and we're doing that carrying on going across um dorset and bournemouth um stoneminster newton all sorts of places um so people literally go and meet with a group of people um, we have groups of about 12 people so it's not particularly big and facilitators uh, two facilitators for that group and over a period of six weeks um go through different areas um really enabling the people to more about skills um to really manage their own health um, manage their own um, wellness I love the word help overcoming problems effectively uh, and so on. And I guess you get quite a broad range, a diverse range of people. Is it diverse in terms of age? Absolutely, yes. Um, so we encourage anyone that over the age of 18 that can come forward for that. Um, some of the programmes we roll out, we particularly ask for a certain um, group of people. We've done that before where we said we encourage people that are over a certain age or perhaps a certain health condition. Um, but we also just run courses where it's just for anybody that feels that they need that support from the course. Now, this particular course, you said, runs over uh, over six weeks. Um, do you find that the, the most difficult thing for people is taking the first step, you know, either m- making the call, uh, checking mm. out a little bit more about the programme and maybe even the first day thinking, oh, my goodness, what am I going to experience here? Absolutely. That's the biggest step. It really is. Um, it's, it's such a huge step for someone, especially, you know, COVID's really changed that about our social interaction and, and how confident people are. Um, and, you know, fortunately, we've got facilitators that are, are really well trained um, to support people with this. But it's, we have to really be, you know, help people to get in that door whether it's meeting people before for a coffee to say this is who we are we're going to be facilitating the course meeting somebody further away and going with them so they can actually get in that day because it is really daunting just turning up to say hey i'm here for this course so we really recognize that and we do everything we can to support people so the first bit of advice i guess is take a little bit of courage and uh, and it's quite normal to feel the butterflies in your stomach uh and of course oftentimes it's those butterflies and the worry about things that generally never happen Mm. (laughs) the stop was actually going to the very place where we can get support yeah i mean you you've obviously chatted to lots of people who've 
gone through the course. What what tends to be there? I mean, we said what the starting feelings are like. What about the completing feelings? Actually, it's, it's sometimes people get things out of the course that they didn't expect. And one of the things that people get out of the course is actually really building connections with other people that are in the course. Um, people really open up and talk about what's happened for them um, and to the you know, people that they're also on the course. And there's that there's like building connections with people that people realise actually other people have been through this or people understand where I'm coming from. Um, and there's a real, real sort of connection that, that we've re- missed a lot of us. Um, so it's, that isolation is really reduced but really understanding actually I'm not alone in this and actually if people come out with that it's, it's a real encouragement I think mm. and it's, it's, it's fun isn't it Whenever you, when you chill out we relax you know and uh, then you can begin to really enjoy and I guess people become friends during the course absolutely yes um, certainly one of the courses I've done by week three we were watching people walk out the door exchanging phone numbers and, and chatting outside after the course and um, just because you've got something in common that you understand that you've got difficulties you've been facing together and um, you don't know each other before so you do people do come out as friends and I, I suppose realising that you're not the only one carrying maybe some worries or issues or whatever that actually there's quite a few people around and you need not be alone absolutely and there's also the real power of hearing other people's stories and having empathy for them um, you know, one of the things about well-being is that we always say about connecting with others but it's about when, when you feel also you're being a listening ear and um, you're being empathetic actually that's also good for our own self as well so you really feel that you know you've done some good as well with being with other people this is hope fm my very special guest today is esther Dines from help and care we've been talking about a fabulous course uh, called uh, hope and esther just remind us what the hope stands for help overcoming problems effectively and you've been certainly doing that with all of the people how, how many people do you reckon have gone through the course thus far um, oh, face-to-face, that's a great question. Probably about 50 people we've had across Dorset come across through the course. So so a whole group of people there who've, uh, who who can talk about what the whole experience was like? Mm, yeah, absolutely. And we, we do have an online programme as well, which um, um, so a number of people have been through that programme as well. Oh, fun, fantastic. And I should say, is there any cost to people who go on this, Is it, or is it entirely free? It's entirely free. So thank you, NHS, is it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Now, you've got this uh, very special event uh, coming up on March the 9th, and it's part of a national programme, isn't it, uh, about a thing called social prescribing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the completely uninitiated uh, Tell us a wee bit, what, what is social prescribing? So social prescribing is basically um, you're supporting people with their non-clinical needs. So you're looking at your social, your emotional needs, um, looking at the person's overall well-being. Um, and as I mentioned before, a lot of people go to their GP for all sorts of things that are clinical. So we're looking at the other side of that. Um, and it's open to everybody. It's something I actually believe we all need at some point in our life. Um, we do have a number of people that come through that perhaps have long-term health conditions and perhaps have struggling with their mental health. But actually sometimes it's just something that we need um, we need that support that around that sort of social emotional um, and overall well-being absolutely and on this day uh, it's happening at the spire over in pool mm-hmm. uh, and it's it kicks off at uh, is it 1 p.m yeah that's correct yep. so if i if i rocked up to that or anybody else rocked up to that what, what would we what would we find what, what would we experience 
so um, part of the social climbing though, we'll have our own link workers and coaches there. That's um, some of the work that we do across Dorset. Um, but also there's a number of other organisations that are going to be there. So the Citizens Advice Bureau, um, the Dementia Coordinators, um, the Live Well Dorset, um, Wiseability. So these are all different programmes that are actually out there to support people. Um, so for example, Wiseability is about getting people back into employment or giving them skills and work-based skills, that kind of thing. Dorset Mind, which many of us know is all around sort of supporting people with their mental health, um, diverse abilities, space youth project, all those different um, projects and charities that are out there to support people. All doing fantastic work in terms Amazing of, of, work, of, yeah. of supporting people. And I suppose would people be able to bring their friends? Because I mean, obviously, the fear thing is, a, is a, an issue for many of us, but mm. sometimes we get a bit of Dutch courage uh, through, not too much through the drink, but actually through our friends, you know, people... And I guess with people maybe who have memory loss or something like that, for someone else to bring them might be just a thing that is needed. Absolutely. And that, the point of the um, event is actually just a, a way for people just to come along and, and chat about um, if it's something that would be useful for them. Um, and just perhaps gain a bit of confidence about hearing some, seeing someone face to face and hearing about what they do, finding out a little bit more. What's it like, you know, and, and just chatting to people. So absolutely bring a friend, just find out a bit, a bit more about what the, uh, the facilities are out there for us. So folks, the, the date that you want to put in your diary is Thursday, March the 9th, and it's over at the Spire. That's in the High Street over in Poole, and it kicks off at 1pm, and it runs right the way through until uh, until 5pm. And again, it's just a drop-in, no charge, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. And we also do have another one running in Dorchester as well, so if we have anyone that's just a little bit more that side, yeah. um, that's at the Dorchester Town Hall at the Corn Exchange. Again, the same day, running from 10 till 2 over there, so if anyone's a bit more Dorset-based. And, and the other thing, of course, that we should say is that if you want to get more information about all that Esther's been talking about today then you can go to the Help and Care uh, website and that's uh, www.helpandcare.org.uk or there's a telephone number that you might want to give a ring and that's 0303-303-0153 we'll give you that, uh, that those details in a moment so if you if you have a pen and paper nearby uh, you can maybe go and grab it and we'll give it to you in a second now through all of this stuff that you've been engaged in Esther and it all sounds incredibly worthwhile what is the thing that you've seen uh, that happens in, in the lives of ordinary people that most encourages you and your colleagues I think it's when we realise that by being a listening ear, we can actually really make a difference. Um, so we have um, coaches, health and wellbeing coaches um, and link workers. So the health and wellbeing coaches are there to support a person that wants to uh, move on. Um, so perhaps make some goals and really sort of step forward with things. Um, and, and sometimes people just feel stuck about what's going on at the moment. They can't see past it. But by giving people time and space to talk about what's going on for them personally, to really reflect on things, people can really sort of make some step forward in their own life. So perhaps it's about dealing with their own long-term health condition perhaps they're currently off work sick um, perhaps they're really struggling with their mental health at the moment or just what's going on in their life um, so for people to actually talk about what's going on when they become empowered that's when it's just it's really incredible for people to understand that they can really make a difference to their own life but they just needed that time and that space to talk to someone about it so that they can see what their next steps are and what to do and of course that's what we've already said you're meeting with people who are going through similar challenges uh, perhaps to yourself but then also of course that, that your team are professionals they, they, they know you know what you're talking about uh, uh, and so on and, and, and obviously I, I guess all of you have got a huge heart for people 
Yeah, absolutely. We have um, uh, the, the, the staff that we have are just, um, we have some incredible um, staff that are out there supporting people. Um, our link workers, which are about actually um, connecting people across the community. So they really support people with isolation um, and connecting to different organisations. They have an incredible wealth of knowledge about what goes on in the local area um, and connecting people to the right places. Um, and we have our coaches, which are you know really good at asking the right questions and, and really supporting a person on the way. But, the, the, you know, people People are empathetic and I think people really appreciate having someone to talk to who's non-judgmental and um, who they feel they can open up to. And do you think that the, the, the COVID challenges, although obviously it was a time of isolation for so many people, but do you think that actually two years, two, two and a half years of that, maybe people are just a little bit more, wow, I'm so glad that I can get out of the house now and I can actually go and meet people face to face and I, and I can interact. Do you think it has helped people to be a little bit more adventurous? Um, for some, yes. For some people, it has been where they can go, actually, I really value that I can now spend time with my family, my friends. I can really do those activities that I want. For some people, they've perhaps got a little bit more stuck. Um, and I think bearing in mind for two and a half years, we were told um, people around us are actually potentially a threat or the world could be a threat. For some people, that's been really hard to then move on from that. Um, or they've just become more isolated without realising. Um, and sometimes we don't realise, actually, where things have taken us and where we're actually and I guess that you know that's where listening comes in, doesn't mm. it? It's so important, I guess, to, to listen to where people are coming from, so that they, you can you know, help them. But somebody listen to us right now who maybe is in that position where they're frightened, uh, they, they they're worried about whether they'll catch something or or or, or whatever. What, what encouragement would you give them to have that wee bit of extra courage? Um, I think it's about really taking really small steps. Um, so, you know, if thinking about, okay, so what, what do you feel comfortable doing? So, you know, whether that is perhaps meeting with someone to go for a walk, um, you know, we've got springs in the air and it's beautiful outside. So is it about, you know, starting with those things that do feel like they're achievable and taking a step at a time? So, you know, starting with those things, talk to people about how you feel, talk to your friends, talk to your family about how you're feeling, um, get some support in terms of it could be family and friends supporting you or, you know, coming to people like us at Help and Care. Um, but really making those small steps in the right direction. Well, Esther, it's been a delight to talk to you. Let me just give folk uh, the, the, those basic details again. So this special social prescribing event with lots of organisations with help and care as well and lots of other organisations, that's on the 9th of March, Thursday the 9th of March, 1pm to 5pm uh, over in uh, the High Street in Pool the Spire. Mm-hmm. And then you said there's a Dorchester event as well and that's at the Town Hall. Yes. And is that the same time? Um, we're going from 10 till 2 in Dorchester. 10 till 2 if you're over in, in Dorchester. And if you want to get more information about the work of help and care and maybe particularly about the programme that Esther heads up, the HOPE programme, uh, then you can get all of that at the website, which is www.helpandcare.org.uk. And if you want to give them a ring, it's 0303 3030153. This is HOPE FM.